So I was watching a bunch of 24 this week, and I noticed a little tick about Jack Bauer that I would like to bring to the show this week. So what happens is I notice there's this, this thing that Jack Bauer does is he will ask a question one time nicely, and then he will ask that same question again, like, less nicely. So, like, a really good example of that would be, like, Steve, would you start the show? Uh, Steve, uh, start the show! (laughs) 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 Damn it, Steve! Start it! it! You're not going to come after me with, like, the the heated pliers, are you? (laughs) I believed that. I believe you better start the show. That's all all I'm saying, because she lives close. She lives in range. Hi there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace. Build it beautiful, but we will tell you all about them later. For now, I am joined, as always, with a games boss of Giant Space Cat, Brianna Wu. How are you doing, Bri? Crackalackin'. I, I, I took time out of my bis, busy <laughs> work as a business professional <laughs> where I'm asking people to give me money. Is this your dog grooming business that you have on the side? <laughs> no, no, this is actually my actual work where I'm actually asking people for a few million dollars. So I took time away from that to come here and do this podcast with well, you. We, we appreciate you, uh, you know, gracing us with your presence as always. Why, why would someone <laughs> not give me a few million dollars? Like, that's the question. Right? I mean, they should be just lining up to give you a few million dollars apiece. They, they could listen to the quality of work on this show <laughs> and it speaks for itself. <laughs> Maybe maybe we'll put an alternate episode in the feed for them to listen to the week that you're <laughs> that you're doing your presentation. Right, right. What I'll do is I'll just get a transcript for uh, Marketplace on NPR. I'll just read that out for an hour. That whiteboard guy is awesome. Get the get the whiteboard guy to do a to do a podcast. The whiteboard guy is awesome. Could could I get the whiteboard guy to pretend to be Brianna Wu on this podcast? That would be awesome. I, I don't I don't think we can get anyone to pretend to be you, Bri. I, yeah, I don't that's... think I think you are unique enough that I don't think we could get anyone to pull off the the true Brianna Wu experience. Maybe Jack Bauer. Maybe Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer, maybe. But that's that's about it. All right. Do we have other people on the show? Yeah, we week? also have <laughs> assistant games editor at Pace Magazine, who is also not Jack Bauer. Manny Myers, how you doing, Manny? I'm doing pretty good in spite of not being Jack Bauer. I, yeah, it's summer. It's too hot for me to work out or else I could be becoming Jack Bauer as we speak. You know, that's my, my only gripe this week. All I can do is play Street Fighter. No workouts. What can I do? So I'm getting really good at Street Fighter. Anyway, that's what's up with me. Isn't that pretty much like every week though? I mean, aren't you already well, good at No, because normally I spend more time working out, but I can't do it because I don't have enough air conditioners at all it's a problem anyway maddie can you work out this week i'm gonna work buy an out air this week maddie go <laughs> do it go okay. to the gym i'm gonna work out by obtaining an air conditioner and carrying it and installing it and then that'll be my entire workout what do you think that of is, that that is acceptable I, i'm ex- i mean i'm thinking of like a montage where you're just wa- running up and down the stairs of your apartment carrying an With air conditioner, the air conditioner? On wow yeah that would be pretty sweet all right i'll film it you know, you just gotta you just gotta think outside the box a little bit. Is all the ice box? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Okay. <laughs> uh, you see, I got my dad joke in early, so 
I know. Uh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> so do anyway, another introduction, why don't you? We also have senior editor for MyWord.com and psychotherapist and uh, Wii U refusal activist, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? I'm hiding. <laughs> You're hiding? I'm hiding from Bree. <laughs> she has pliers. <laughs> I'm going to work on some some compelling way to ask you to get a Wii U for next week, Georgia. So I'm really surprised Anthony didn't fold. I'm, I'm really I, yeah, surprised. He is yeah. strong. He's, he's steely minded. But you know how he's thinking of gaming the system? He's like, well, once once all of Bree's followers start following me, then I'll get you a Wii U. I'm like, that is gamey. That's very gamey. I, so. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I, we could, I'm sure we could buy him some followers. <laughs> yeah, we could. Okay. Yeah, okay. they just wouldn't necessarily be the same followers. Yeah. Georgia, your husband seems like a perfectly nice person. But in a contest of wills, tell me honestly. Who do you think, who would you put money on? Would it be Anthony or would it be Brianna Game Boss Wu? <laughs> I'm just thinking, who's closer to me right now at this moment? <laughs> who has pliers? <laughs> I, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to be there for that. That sounds messy. I wonder how you Ooh. do a contest of wills. Like, how do you purely measure the motivation of one another as opposed to like physical strength or anything else? Like which person is more stubborn? Is there a game that just really capitalizes on stubbornness? It's a staring contest pretty much, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Or the silent treatment, but I don't think that would work. That would... Being a woman in the game industry, that's like yeah. being stubborn. Oh, like... Dang, Brie. <laughs> yeah. Dark jokes. Bring it about. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we have an important question from the chat room that I think we need to address before we move forward. We, uh, Michael Howard wants to know if the game boss is like the cake boss. I don't know what a cake boss is. A cake boss, a cake boss is a show made up of uh, unfunny Italian stereotypes that a family decided to comply with probably to receive lots of money. And they make cakes <laughs> and godfather jokes. I watched it for a while, but then I was like, every episode of the show is the same, and I could just eat a cake, yeah, and then I did. Being from New Jersey, that is the most New Jersey show ever. Really? Yeah, it ends with, like, a montage of them eating breadsticks and salad, Olive Garden style. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive how far they lean into the stereotypes. Yes, Georgia, it's an American show. Georgia, we've never been more serious. I actually am completely serious. I couldn't, I couldn't even make up, like, how many Italian stereotypes are on this show. It's... It's really intense. Anyway, that's what Cake Boss is. So Games Boss is like that, except that all the stereotypes are about video games, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the Games Boss reality show show would be. Now that show I would watch. I would watch a Games Boss reality show, especially if it was run by Brie and it was just like a series of obstacle courses. I'm going to do that in my copious amounts of free time. I'm going to start that up. Yeah. I, th- I, think that's, I think that's your next interview process is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I agree with that. How bad do you want to work for Brianna Wu? <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great idea. I want to be one of the judges. Do you really think you could fairly evaluate candidates to work with me, Georgia? Do you, do you want to know the real answer? <laughs> yes. You're damn right I do. Wow. <laughs> Georgia could psychoanalyze them. She could like tell you whether or not they were going to be cut out for it. I'm like perfect for HR. (laughs) 
your dog believes so. I think that was Rocket said yes. I, I'm sorry about Rocket. She is she is an energetic, loud dog, and I don't know where she gets these. <laughs> I can't imagine. Hmm, who does she take after? Let me think. Let me think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I don't know either. Steve, can we start the show? Yeah. Uh, well, we have some very important. <laughs> we have some self-referential news to share. Yeah, we, no, we, we have start some very important follow-up. Is is what we have we, before okay. we get into the show? Uh, we have um, enterprising listener uh, at Howard U on Twitter has gone through and visualized every intro that we've done over the past sixty-two episodes. And put in a bar chart exactly how long it took me to get around to interview to introducing each of you. Really? And, and being somebody who works with data for a living, I am impressed and dismayed at the amount of work that he probably put into uh, listening back to every episode and then charting all of this on a graph for our amusement. So, what what was it, what were the conclusions? The conclusion is that I've been failing at my job more and more as time goes on. <laughs> And taking longer and extremely longer to introduce Maddie and Georgia as every episode um, goes on. Though it seems like I've reached peak distraction at around episode 53, and it's been slightly better since then. Yeah, it's it's been on – it looks like on average – about five to six minutes for me to get around to to introducing each of you by the end. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't like me at all. I'm like like ten minutes in. Well, you know, everybody knows who you are, so I'm just, you know, doing the formality. Oh, I think I'm yellow. I must be yellow. This chart is confusing me. I assume it's because I don't understand charts, <laughs> but I don't is... really get okay. it. Well, you know, yes. as a certified business intelligence specialist, I can help you with the, with uh, interpreting this data, Maddie. So basically, uh, okay. the blue is how long it takes for me to actually start the show, and then... <laughs> And then the which, which includes pre-roll and stuff like that. And then right. there the red is the is when I introduce Bree at the start of the show. And then yeah. the green is how long it takes me after that to introduce you. And the yellow is how long it takes me to uh to sort out all the nonsense before I can finally introduce Georgia. So You know what? On on show fifty four, you introduced me almost at the end of the show. Yeah. That's all I can tell. That's not what it really means, though. That that part confused me, too, because it's like each number stacks to encompass. OK, so like for the first one, it takes you 15 minutes to introduce something. I don't know what the 15 means. This What's is why I need help. I don't see a 15. And then five minutes to introduce Bree and then 26 minutes to introduce me. Is that correct? No, no, I, I'm not I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. I know. I know. That's why I'm saying I don't. It's in seconds, not in minutes. Oh, along no, the bottom. Today was ten minutes. It would be and like, then the show like... number is along the x-axis. So, so it's stacking bars. So it's because I'm not introducing you simultaneously. So it's the first introduction at each point, and then he's just coloring the bars. Okay. This is way well, too much I like my day job this chart, for comfort. But I'm sure somebody does, and it's obvious from the bars going up that something's wrong. Yeah. So Th- this is this is very similar to when John Syracuse was going longer and longer on Hypercritical, and they figured out how long it would take before he was just recording a show into the beginning of the next show. Mm. So they just extrapolated that out. So we can extrapolate out how long it'll be before we're ending the show before I get around to introducing you. Are there any lessons I need to learn from this? Because I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so, because I don't think it like measures how long Brianna spends on nonsense before I jump in and say, hey, I'm on this show, too. So <laughs> somebody needs to say my name. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything that we can learn from this other than we have a very enterprising and dedicated listener who went back and listened awesome. through all of our episodes to figure that out because that's that's a lot of nonsense to sort through. I guess we could also learn that we should talk about video games already. Yeah, we should talk about video games. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about Mega Man helmets is what we should talk about. That no, that's about. not the first topic. That's got to be the last topic. That's the worst topic. Steven? Steven? <laughs> no. Steven. Steven. Out of it's all the of the times. It's the top story in Steve's heart. So. Yes, it is. Out it's of- my top story. There's no <laughs> other news this week other than Mega Man helmets. Out of all the times to change it, don't do it when she's doing her Jack Bauer impression. Yeah, that's she's going to rule us with an iron fist this week. That's how it she's goes, right? Dangerous. I am so nice. I don't fear me. I, I have a reputation for being very nice to people, and they all love me. That's right. That's right. Absolutely no one would ever dispute that. <laughs> right. Re, I feel exactly the same. Okay. Very much so. <laughs> Steve, I am so nice. If you want to talk about the worst story first. I will d- delay gratification. Okay. And we can talk about uh, Final Fantasy and why it's ruining Mac gaming for everybody. Okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so I don't know about the big news this week, but one of the bigger stories this week is that Final Fantasy XIV has is the uh, multi multiplayer online RPG version of Final Fantasy. And it's been out since, what, like 2010, I think, on Windows? Ah, well, depending on which version you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. Um, And they just released a Mac version uh, recently, and apparently it sucks pretty bad. So they released it, and they've actually done what Arkham Knight did on PC, and they pulled it from sale, um, stating that they released incorrect requirements that weren't updated before the official release, and that a lot of people wouldn't have bought the Mac version um, and went in to go into a lot of the details about why the performance is so terrible, blaming a middleware that they're using uh, from Trans Gaming called Cider that takes uh, DirectX API calls that are used on the Windows version and converts them into OpenGL on the Mac. Yep. And that is apparently where a lot of the performance losses are coming from. And even if that wasn't there... Even if they were just going in and developing it in op- native OpenGL, there would be a performance gap of 30% below yep. the DirectX version. Yep. So basically, uh, this is why we can't have nice things. So what are we to learn from this? Because they've said that metal should help, but is this is a, a big reason why gaming on the Mac just is still lagging way behind Windows, right? This is the This is a big problem, right? Bree, I just have a question for you. So when we talked about your metal article on this show, you said that you felt like those benefits would come more into play for developers and not mm-hmm. for Mac gamers. And I yeah. remember you saying that and thinking about it a lot at the time. And um, I I read Peter Cohen's stuff for, for iMore a lot. And this is not the first time that he's come out with an article where he's been very... Uh, negative about the idea of gaming on the Mac, even though that's primarily what he covers for iMore. So I would say he's an expert on on when it works and when it doesn't. And um, so I, I feel like what I'm hearing from both of you is uh, sort of a cagey way of admitting that that the Mac still isn't the best way to game. Yes. Oh, it, that's a fact. I mean, well, how can you even argue that? I'm bone right. to pick with everybody else on this show who made fun of me, probably off the air, because I don't know if it ever made it into the show. But I talked about how I play games on a Windows machine that I built myself, and everybody on this show laughed at me and told me that Macs are superior. 
Yeah, it did happen. You guys made fun of me for not knowing what beach balling is and and for like mispronouncing OS 10 and like wait, wait, whatever. Maddie, Maddie. It's I'm bullying. Still it's bullying. I'm still making fun of you for not knowing what beach balling is. Yeah. Okay. That, that yeah. sticks. That's legit. Well, That's legit. I, I do judge. have a MacBook Air, I, I admit. I do have a MacBook Air, and I don't know what beach balling is because I guess I don't hang out with enough cool Apple people <laughs> other than the three of you who are like the two Apple people that I, three Apple people that I know, and everybody else I know plays on Windows machines. Well, that's the that's all those bad influences. You really need to stay off the schoolyard and get away from those bad here, influences. Here, I'll say it. I game on a Windows machine. <gasps> so there we go. You didn't I, admit that when you were making fun of me for not knowing what beach balling was, well, Georgia. Because I, I, I was making fun of you for not knowing what beach balling is. And actually, I stream it from my Windows machine to my Mac. But if I play downstairs on my main, the the computer is a Windows machine. So yeah, I'm only I'm the only <laughs> freak on this out of the four of us who isn't who doesn't have windows installed on any of his computers because i'm lazy well i have to for my job but i mean you know I, I i think coming to your point maddie um you know i think it's just a fact that windows sucks and you're a terrible person <laughs> no, that's true no i'm sorry i misspoke i'm sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah no i know i actually thought that maybe you guys were saying that you did play more games on the Macs that you own, but well, I... I do. I mean, like Dota or whatever the Blizzard uh, bad equivalent is. I tried this week. Who has already mm-hmm. been wiped from my memory? Heroes of the Storm. You know, like you can play that on Mac. Dota, you can play on Mac. Revolution sixty. Hopefully, you'll be able to play on Mac. You know, like there there are a lot of really good titles that will work on Mac, but this is a really good example of the the problems that developers face. So at its core, OpenGL is how modern hardware like interfaces with the graphics card and how like games tell it to draw characters and polygons and environments. And there's a huge performance penalty because OpenGL is so poorly implemented on Mac. You know, they're talking a 30% uh, performance drop. My experiment has been more than that when I've messed with it personally. And then they're talking about CIDR, which is, you know, that makes an even bigger drop when you go through. So I think this this is really talking about a multifactorial problem. So the playtesting methodology is not really a priority for them. You know, they don't code this stuff natively. They just run it through CIDR, which, you know, it's very well written for what it is, but it's also very inefficient. So, you know, at its core, this is a problem with companies not prioritizing Mac. And then it becomes a chicken or the egg problem where, you know, I have a Windows machine, Georgia has a Windows machine, you have a Windows machine. And, you know, serious gaming doesn't end up coming to Mac, even though, you know, it's a massively popular, um, you know, platform. I think it's a really interesting example of the exact kind of problem that metal is out there to solve. Um, I also think it's worth saying that, like, you know, Blizzard and Heroes of the Storm, as best as I can tell, they go through there and they do it right. And they code that stuff natively um, on both platforms. And I think, like, it runs very well on my machine. I don't know about yours. Yeah, yeah, no, it runs great on my machine, too. I think it it shows the attention that Blizzard takes with its products. So I have two I have two questions. So the first of it is that and we talked about this with Arkham Knight last week, but even more so with this, like when they're playtesting this, right, they have to know that this was going to be an issue when they're playtesting it. Like why why even release it in that state then? I mean, if it's that bad that it's unplayable, nobody's forcing them to 
release a Mac client, it sounds like it wasn't really going to be a priority for them sales-wise anyway. And it runs on not only on Windows, but it runs on PS4, right? And so why why even go through and try to release this if it's just not going to work? Isn't it better to just say, look, it's not going to work out for, to, to try to run it on Mac? I suspect if I bought this, it would work fine on my MacBook Pro. You know, I have a maxed out Retina 2013 MacBook Pro. Bragging. Actually, as I'm, I, well, it's kind of old. <laughs> it's, not as good, it's not as good as my machine now. It's, it's not as good as your machine. But I'm, I'm thinking about a comment Maddie made. And Maddie, I'm really genuinely not trying to. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm throwing myself upon the pyre you, of your you, mockery. You, you made. You made a comment a while back, like you were talking about your older MacBook Air, and you said, yeah, but Macs last a really long time, which they do. And the truth is that, like, Macs have much longer hardware hardware upgrade cycles. And, you know, because Mac does generally support, you know, copies of OS X out for a while, um, you're dealing with a lot more Maddie Myers out there with the you know, MacBook Air they bought for $1,100 than, you know, you are Brianna Wu's with, you know, more expensive machines. So I think the middle grade of Mac hardware is just not going to be able to run this game. I, I imagine they released it and they said, well, you know, hopefully it will just be people with iMacs. Hopefully it will just be people with, you know, MacBook Pros. Hopefully it will just be this, you know, people with more powerful machines that can take this performance, um, you know, gap and work with it. And I think it's just not the reality. You know, I think they were meant with the realities in the Mac market. So the other thing that we talked about when we talked about Metal was, you know, the the chicken and the egg problem with the 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 processors that Apple chooses and you know the the performance that that people are getting out of it and we mm-hmm. talked about whether people who own Macs really want to play games on their Macs and and I'm I've been thinking about that a lot and I wonder how much of this is that it's very I don't want to say very easy but it's not terribly difficult to install Windows on your Mac but it's extremely difficult to go in the other direction yeah. So I wonder if it's just not a priority for anyone who's playing games on, intending to play games on their Mac because if it just it's just easier just to install Windows and not worry about it than to try to jump through all these hoops and try to get these things to perform when they're not going to perform nearly as well. Well, but is it easier though? Because I feel like it's easier for people like us who know how to do that, but like my mom doesn't know how to do that. You know what I mean? But like, is your mom going to be playing like... games on on her Mac though? Sure, she like she like doesn't call herself a gamer, but I feel like she would play more games if games were more accessible to people like her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel like Mac people who own Macs don't necessarily have games available to them because there is a learning curve there, I think. And like some of that is socialization stuff where like the type of person who owns a Mac insert stereotype here yeah. <laughs> is my mom <laughs> and like uh that person like is assumed not to be interested in playing an mmo you know and like i i do think that's kind of too bad because it does sound like theoretically max could run these types of games and like quote unquote hardcore games but i do think I don't know. Anytime we run into the whole casual versus hardcore thing, uh, it's like my Maddie senses are tingling. And I'm like, <laughs> well, how uh, I, I think that saying like, oh, it's relatively easy for people to just install Windows on a Mac. Like it's relatively easy for us to do that. But I don't really know if it's relatively easy for uh, your typical Mac owner to even think of doing that. They would take everything to the genius bar and 
do whatever they say, you know? Can I, I, I have a different opinion uh, here. I think, like, the, the Mac audience is very bifurcated. Like, the MAS Mac App Store does have a lot of, of casual games on there. Um, so I think, like, people like, you know, say your mom might be more interested in getting like you know pop caps hidden object coming right, games right, right. like yeah like things with the lower system requirement and just to be really honest i think like the upper end mac crowd you know if you can afford you know three thousand fifteen hundred dollar machine you're probably in a position where you can go buy a console yeah. you know where you can you can choose to go game in other ways like you know maybe buy a separate windows machine so i think it's like i think at that point you're privileged enough to just go buy other things and we do so i think it's like a a market segmentation segmentation kind of thing yeah Yeah. and it's probably like a multifaceted problem where it's financial like you're saying but it's also social where how do you find out that those other games exist and i'm always sort of intrigued about like how gamers sort of divide themselves into these weird groupings of like only knowing about certain games within certain confines, like being a console gamer or a PC gamer. And then Mac gamer is sort of floating in this other weird island where they like some things are accessible to them, but other things aren't. And they, I wouldn't say Mac gaming is quite the same as being a PC gamer. Like we've talked about PC gaming stereotypes on this show a lot, but like when I talk about that, I'm not talking about Mac gamers. I, I don't know yeah. if you guys agree. Well, with a that. lot of the games that the PC gamers get, get really excited about just aren't available on the mac generally yeah yeah and like that's still true and i would say it's changed a lot in the past even five years definitely 10 years and like now the games that you know were never available for macs are available like on the first day which is very weird but um and cool but it, it definitely didn't used to be that way and some of the older stereotypes about macs which is weird too because when i was a kid i played all my first games on a mac so it didn't it definitely wasn't always this way I just, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> like I played on an Apple too and stuff. It, Macintoshes didn't become associated with casual gaming until like, I don't know, 10 years ago. It's weird. Somebody should make a chart for us that I won't understand about how this works. <laughs> I'll help you. I'll help you interpret the chart, Manny. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Steve. I mean, you, Georgia, you end up going to a lot of, of Mac events, like as a reporter covering it. Like, what is your perception? Like, do you think there is, do you think if developers got serious about bringing, you know, working with metal, coding the stuff more natively and bringing it over. Like, do you believe there's a marketplace for it? Uh, you know, it, it really depends on how many resources you have as a developer. Um, it, there is less gaming on a Mac. And, and people that are serious gamers, as I think that you perfectly said, is that most people that have Macs have the resources to be able to get either, a, you know, an actual console for gaming or they, they probably have a Windows machine that they can game on and their Mac they can do, uh, you know, with whatever other things. Video like editing or whatever, for. yeah. Yeah, whatever else, doing doing their work on it. And so I think that, you know, if you have limited resources, you're probably going to develop and you're going to develop for Windows. And and that's fair. And, you know, I think that, you know, if you if it's easier to port to other systems, more people will. And I think that gaming has never been at the forefront of... Um, Apple's wheelhouse. And I don't think it necessarily has to be. I don't think that that's something that really makes or breaks a Mac for that. So I think that I'm happy that Metal will make things easier um, and and hopefully people will port better games to it. But I don't know. Even when I watched the um, keynote and I'm watching it on the screen and I'm like, 
Ah. I was like, ah, it was okay. But it wasn't <laughs> something that I found was like compelling or awe-inspiring or that really made, wow, this is, this is a gaming machine. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Most people that use Macs are going to play more casual games. It's just, you know, it's just there and then you will probably have another system that you can play heavier games on. Though when I stream, it, it does work relatively well, so... I, I I would hope that with metal that maybe the costs of translating games would would continue to lower. How much does that cost, Bree? How much is porting? Is it huge? Like, is it like making another full game, or is it like half the price or a quarter? Well, I mean, it depends on on what kind of game you have. Um, you know, it, it, it's certainly non-trivial. Um, you know, for us, one of the big things we faced in you know, tr- porting it is all the UI that you see in Revolution sixty is done on iOS through a, a framework called Canvas. So, you know, then we had to go through and basically hack Canvas to work on PC. Um, so it's like you have to get visual elements to redraw and frame rate doesn't work the same and some materials don't go over the same way. If you have a backend component, you know, it's it's a real mess. It, it, it can be at least. But, you know, that's the thing, though. If you're, We work with Unreal. As we're moving forward financially, you know, it's like, well, we can develop on this system, but we can also take it over to A, B, and C for relatively little money. What is really interesting, because the mat currently, because that OpenGL penalty is just so high, then you're talking about having to get in there and just do more and more and more and more and more work. And, you know, it's like, look at the outcome. Clearly, a lot of people are looking at it and saying, this is just not worth it. So, you know, I'm hoping that will change somewhat. But, you know, I also, I I don't know if the Mac is ever going to be what the PC is to PC gamers. I just, I don't see it it going. Like, PC gamers, when I think about what defines them, um, they tend to be extremely, extremely, extremely price-conscious consumers. And, you know, they're very, very concerned with the ratio of money they're paying versus the experience that they have. And they don't, you know, they, they take pride in, like, Kind of getting through that poor experience and getting things up and running to enjoy it. So I just think those cultures are utterly incompatible. Yeah. The other thing is that I mean we've seen, especially with Arkham Knight, that even the PC isn't particularly a priority all the time, depending on what the the what platform the games are are targeting. Yeah. So you know, if PC is not going to be a priority and Mac is going to be like a vast, you know, a vast subset of PC, then it's always going to be kind of the 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 redheaded stepchild of mm. the of development as far as priorities go. Because after at the end of the day, it does hey, come down to time and money. I heard that, Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we George is taking a firm pro ginger stance on this show. Well, no, I just yeah. feel bad about the red hair part. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. a that was the only th- thing. I apologize. That's a weird <laughs> I know, phrase. I know, I know it was that me. I know it your was red hair. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, should we? I think we should. Unless we have anything else to say, we should probably take a break before I get myself into more trouble. <laughs> and uh, we can take a break and Free tell you pliers. I know that's what scares me. Uh, so <laughs> take a break and uh, tell you that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, and you can start building your website today. 
at squarespace.com. And if you enter offer code isometric at checkout, you will get uh, 10% off. And we've told you a lot about Squarespace before. You, If you're listening to us, you know, you may or may not be able to build a website on your own. But the question is really, do you want to? And it's a lot of work to get a website built from scratch. And Squarespace takes a lot of that work and just makes it almost trivial. I mean, you pick a template, you put your content in, and you're ready to go. And, and especially if you're building a site for somebody else, as opposed to yourself, and you don't want to be on the hook to maintain it, it's very easy to just go to Squarespace, set the site up for them, and it'll look professional in minutes. You can get an online store if you want to sell stuff. Um, if you want to just get a single page, you can get a cover page, no problem. And they have live support 24-7, so you can pretty much just take that person and say, here's the number, go call them, and don't call me, and they'll be they'll be able to help them. So all, most of us run all of our personal sites off of Squarespace. I was able to get mine set up on a car ride to New Hampshire um, in a matter of like an hour or two importing my existing blog over, and it works flawlessly and beautifully. If you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name. Uh, you can choose exactly what you want your site to be called, and plans start at just $8 a month. So go ahead and start a, cr- a trial with no credit card required. Start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you just decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code isometric to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for isometric. And thank you so much to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Uh, Squarespace, build it beautiful. So I learned something about Squarespace today. Yeah. I did. I did. So Squarespace requires all of the sponsors now to do what they call an air check. So because they sponsored us, we are going to have to like take the sponsorship and clip it out and send it to Squarespace. And there's someone who's listening to this right now, and their whole job is to listen to what we say about Squarespace. So this is why I want you to hear. If I had to marry any of our sponsors <laughs> that we've ever had on the show, it would totally be Squarespace. They're dependable. Mm-hmm. They're reliable. They get it done. They're you know, flexible. Like when they're flexible. Do they talk back? They, they listen to me. You know, like, like Squarespace, they complete me. So, <laughs> so dude that listens to this as part of the air check, I hope you give, like, isometric a passing grade for this. Even hey, though now, Steve mispronounced it might not be a, a couple dude. of words, We don't right? know. Yeah. That's true. It could be... It could be someone else. It could be Rocket. Whoever it is, it could <laughs> It could be an adorable puppy. It could be my puppy. <laughs> anyway, we love Squarespace. They're awesome. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Please pass our air check. <laughs> I wonder how many times we haven't passed the air check. <laughs> yeah, do you think they did that because of us? Like, maybe we, we lied about Squarespace? That's impossible. <laughs> We've only ever said awesome things about it, and we all use it, so... I, I remember that time I was talking about how if you buy Squarespace, it counts as one of the cosmic cubes. <laughs> we'll give you, <laughs> we'll give you power over space, time, soul, or whatever. I and think you might have actually didn't they said get that. a lawsuit because of that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Squarespace. If we haven't gotten sued by now, Georgia, it's probably not going to happen. Well, we we just send well... everything to our legal department, anyways. So. Yeah, we have a huge Lego department at Isometric, and it's all puppies. It's puppy all puppies. staff. Puppies and pandas. Yeah, oh. there's this one panda. He's really mean because <laughs> pandas are real bears. You guys are horrible. They are. They're real bears. I know. Even I said Sir, they were. Even John Syracuse was like, they're not real bears. I'm like, they are real bears. And, and you know what game you can play as a panda in Georgia? What? Heroes of the Storm. Oh. It's true. Oh. You can. You can play as two pandas. There are two pandas you can choose from, a, a, dude, a dude panda and a lady panda. 
Should we really? let Bree shame us for liking this Barbie playing okay, game? Okay, but how that can we you like? tell what the dude? Pa- why? Why do they? They look different. Yeah, they're different characters. Okay. Like one's pink. Like what? Oh, one, yeah, one, one has eyelashes and a pink bow, okay. and the other one doesn't. The other one's just a normal panda because it's the default. Because men is is the default anyway. <laughs> that's it no actually it's way better than that it's a perfectly fine game that that brie is gonna shame us for for liking now but i I, know i never said it was high-minded or changing the world yeah heroes of the storm i'm not necessarily proud of liking this game as much as i apparently no 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 and i i would say it's more of a gateway game for other mobas if if you feel like um kind of intimidated by league of legends and all that other stuff which i know i do uh heroes of the storm is definitely easier than those games and uh more accessible so that could be the difference because brie i didn't know you played dota for example i i play many games for industry literacy it doesn't mean i like them do you okay <laughs> there was a little bit of anger when she yeah. said that i heard a little bit of like the bower coming out of her when she said that yeah yeah, yeah that would be accurate Georgia. <laughs> But we're talking about this because Maddie had a had an article in Pace today about basically how she conned me into playing Barbies on my computer. Every time you get a new character, you get three different colors and you can buy different mounts and different ponies to ride. And you have to get 10, 10 Barbies before you can play in the Barbie pen. That's how the game works. <laughs> So I'm playing a Barbie game is what is basically what I, well, I took away from to that. according to me, yes. According to me, yes. But the that's not really the point of the game. Now everyone knows you're playing a Barbie game. I've I'm worse. the only one who sees this game this way, as far as I know. But maybe other people do now that I wrote this article. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a silly game. It's a collecting game. I mean, it's I, you do know that, Steve. It it's been tickling my gotta catch them all Spidey yep. sense. Yeah, which is part of what the article is about, too. And, and yeah, and part of it is that and part of it is this weird thing that trips in me when I play a free to play game and I try finding myself trying to beat the economy of the game more than I actually am trying to play the game itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think you touched about that on that on your article, too, like trying to figure out the way to get the most out of it without having to pay and that kind of be, being the metagame on top of the actual game that you're playing, which yeah. I'm definitely, I feel that happening with me. It apparently did like next to nothing on my time off last week. And I, it happened to be right after we finished recording, they started a plus hundred percent XP weekend. And then for July on t- 4th. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, I hit level 10. So they gave me a stim pack. So that, yes, that increased yes. my XP and my gold. And I'm like, Oh, well, I got to make the most of this. Like, this is yeah. all like, you know, this is all doubling up and I got to make the most of this while I have all these bonuses. And I Well, but the way that they do that is that like, as soon as you're done with that, there's going to be some other reason why you have to keep playing again. Like they time out all of that stuff. I mean, I know that that's how these games work, but since they're not getting any of my money, I can kind of be like, oh, they're not pulling anything over on me, even though I do understand that that stim pack is... Seems like it's perfectly timed such that once you unlock about enough characters up or once you level about enough characters up to level five, you've gotten about enough gold to buy a new character 
like one of the pricier new characters. And then that's around when the stim pack unlocks, yeah. at least for me, that was my experience. So then Same. I was like, okay, I just grinded for a really long time. And now I've got the stim pack. So I better grind for another week. Cause I just got this. And like, I know, I'm sure they added that up. Oh <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, and like, I, I don't know. I hate it a little bit. But it's also working, so whatever. Yeah. But Georgia, is it working? Georgia, because Georgia. I'm going <laughs> to send you penises on your Apple Watch while we're listening to this. Hold on. You know, we invited you to make fun of us, Brie, yeah. and you're welcome to step in at any time yeah. and you shame can set us. You can set us straight no. and tell us how we're fake gamers and, you know, yeah, we're like totally and, and, fakers. and embarrass us on the internet. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm, like, going to start playing this game pro, because I'm yeah. not. No, me neither. And it's not that kind of game. I think she's doing it in protest. I'm just letting you know, you guys are the ones that are causing the trauma to me. Are they, Are they like, you know, detailed sketches? Or, <laughs> like, are they artistic? I'm, like, I'm going to have you... to let you know. Okay. I hope they are. <laughs> <laughs> Incoming. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. So, so what didn't you like about it, Brie? I'm curious. I, I really am curious about why you have on, such Steve, a strong. I'm an artist. Come on, hold on. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt the creative process. <laughs> okay. Well, Steve, which characters do you like playing as the best? Uh, I've Since been... we're the only yeah. people who care. I, I've been drawn to Asmodan, so okay. I've I figured out that I'm not good at playing melee because I don't have the reaction time to get out of the way mm. when I'm getting myself killed. Yeah, I like playing as melee, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I, I generally like to play as ranged. I like Rainer when I started out with him, and I, I kind of got into a groove with him. And then once I got myself up to level 15 and unlocked the slot for Asmodan, I started playing as him. And he has a, a trait that he unlocks to be able to do more damage as further away he is, which is pretty much the way I like to play games ah, like this. Okay, I'm like the opposite way. Um, I like playing as the melee characters. Uh, I got Kerrigan recently, and I like her. I'm um, Anyway, I don't care. I'm I'm perfectly comfortable nerding out about this while they send penises yeah, to each other. I mean, Brie, that first one was such a fail. That's all I have to say. I endured okay. all okay, of high harder. school with people making fun of me, so I can go this whole show. I'm immune to this. I mean, I don't feel like it's that much different than like Diablo, really. It's when not. you're doing it, it's really not. It's not. It's like about the same skill level, and I it's think. the same like reward process where it just keeps you coming in by giving you by giving you more and more stuff to keep you coming back to it so you know yeah. and i don't really have any shame about diablo i don't really have any shame about this either and you know well heroes of the storm i i think i like better than diablo because diablo actually never really worked for me for whatever reason the um the rewards pings in that game just didn't hit me that well so i was i was very bored by it but here's of the storm um for whatever reason it does work on me and i i would guess it's because it's a little more competitive and it's it's just competitive enough that i feel like i'm participating in something um as opposed to diablo where i just was like all right <laughs> we're all cooperating i mean like i guess cooperation's good or whatever but like maybe i want to like punch a dude i don't know maybe i have issues <laughs> georgia can psychoanalyze georgia me after the show the penis i just sent her looks like an asparagus <laughs> <laughs> oh. what are we recording that other episode for you to send to the investors brie yeah yeah <laughs> this is not appropriate for this g-rated show uh. it knows. <laughs> your, your apple watch knows better than you do georgia 
Georgia, you have such pretty handwriting as you're drawing penises and sending it to me. That's, that's that was so... not a penis. Well, okay, uh... maybe I just failed some psychologist Roshark test or whatever, but I saw a penis. That really? Yeah. Is that okay? I'm gonna see if does this I, also I, see they have their Apple Watches and we have Heroes of the Storm. I think this works out Sorry. perfectly. What is so? What is the innovation? What is the innovation in that game? Uh, it, the innovation is that it occupies my time and it you know, it's it doesn't necessarily do anything new. It doesn't. It's just a right. you know a pleasant way for me to pass twenty minutes. Right with blizzards, you know, yeah. over testosterone,ed <laughs> you know, character designs are kind of insulting. I I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, but the same could be said for League of Legends. Oh, very much so. I watched some videos and character designs for that today because, you know, I thought maybe I would be interested in playing a different MOBA. And the Lady Pirate? I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought Heroes of the Storm was bad and that there were occasional gratuitous moments, but League of Legends people do not get to diss Heroes of the Storm people in that department. I'll just say that because some of that stuff is embarrassing. So MOBAs need to get their poop together. And so do fighting games, to be fair. Just just to be equal about it. Uh, I don't know why it is that competitive games in particular seem to have this problem where, like, all of the women look... I don't even know what to say without being insulting. But my my point is, Brie, like, I, I get why you wouldn't want to play Heroes of the Storm, but, like, I'm disappointed with MOBAs in general. So, like, I would love to hear if there's a MOBA that's similar to this game that I could play that won't infuriate me in that area. Is Dota that game? No. Because no. I've heard that it's not great no, either. it's not. So... At least in this game, I get to play as Kerrigan, who I think is really cool and has done a disservice in the StarCraft series. And in this game, I get to play as her. So for me, that's enough. And I get to play as some of the villains from Diablo that I've killed like 1,700 times. So it's it's kind of like Smash Brothers in that way. Like I have a lot of... It's very much like Smash Brothers. I have a lot of affinity for Blizzard games. I mean, I know that there's problems with them, but I've also (laughs) spent a lot of time, you know, playing Blizzard games because that was really all I had for a long time. And I, I feel about the original StarCraft... I think the way that you guys feel about Final Fantasy VII, that I was watching it and blown away by some of the stuff that they were doing, even though the story, you know, was okay. But, you know, with the cinematics and being able to tell a story through the context of a real-time strategy game, like, StarCraft really hit me, you know, pretty emotionally at the time. So I do have a lot of affinity for it, and for Diablo also. So mm-hmm. there's something there that kind of that, that kind of appeals to me where something like League of Legends may not, just because I don't have that affinity for the characters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, League of Legends, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is Awesome Knots, which is more of like a platformer. I've played it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't really get into it. Uh, I just didn't find it compelling for whatever reason. Yeah, I played but... it for a little while on the Xbox, and I leveled up all the characters, and then I kind of got bored with it. But it's, yeah. it's a fun I little game. I think part of what is making me enjoy Heroes of the Storm is the fact that I like getting to play as StarCraft characters and Diablo characters. Yeah, same. And that's that's honestly it. And that's like the same feeling that I have had about Smash Brothers initially, although Smash Brothers, you could argue, is a more compelling game to play as well, which is why I would like recommend it to people. Here's the storm. I'm not going to pretend is a compelling game. No, it's not. It's not really. Um, It's a nice way to pass an afternoon. 
Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I got sucked into it because I'm a weak person, but it's not. <laughs> but but I, I recognize that I am not really doing anything other than clicking repeatedly. I could be playing Farmville just the same and a lot of the experience would be pretty yeah, similar. Yeah, but you can't play Farmville as Kerrigan. And if you could, then maybe I'd be interested in it. So that yeah. would be the best game ever, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe Kerrigan needs to make a Zerg farm and raise it very in a very motherly way have little zerglings with straw hats yeah sure yeah. it would be very controversial seeing her be so so motherly and feminine but i'd still be into it maybe i'll i'll develop that fan fiction game i don't know how to i'll i'll learn how to do it just for that i, I think anyway. you should. that should be your first your first non-twine <laughs> game you should be uh farmville with kerrigan i it sounds easy right i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> I, I don't even understand charts you guys yeah just don't make it for mac and you'll be okay okay <laughs> Georgie, you know what? I'm eating for dinner tonight. <laughs> Frank is bringing me home a McDouble from McDonald's. I'm really looking forward to that. That's gonna be. It's gonna be good. I, I actually like McDonald's. So. Yeah, I do. I too. Well, this I is like the McDonald's that. hamburger yeah. of video games. So yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. It has no yeah. nutritional value, but it you know it fills you up for a little while. Well, you know what? The funniest part is while you guys were talking about that, I was hoping no one asked me a question because I was just paying attention to the pictures Bruce was sending. Oh no, we knew you guys <laughs> yeah. were ignoring us. We were busy. We were doing stuff. Whatever. Come on, this is busy corporate important work that I'm getting done. Um, I'm getting my sketch skills because right, no one. Right. We might as well unveil it now, Bree. I am going to be one of the new animators on Bree's team. <laughs> you know that big deal she needed, all that money? she It was for me. To get, it's to get Georgia Dow. That's true. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of worried about what the new animations in Rev60 are going to be after this rocking, conversation. Rocking stick figures. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We'll we'll figure out something to bring you on. Maybe a cheerfulness consultant? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. As long as you don't end up with an AO rating after this this whole exchange. How about okay. if we get our, like, if we end up buying the mocap system suit that I'm looking at, maybe you could come in and do some of the fighting moves oh, for yeah. the character. Not even that I would do in a heartbeat. That sounds like a blast. I just want to wear all the little tiny ping pong ball things, you know? You could. Well, we could just bring Steve to our house and they could, like... Punch Steve in the stomach <laughs> while wearing the suit, and I then we could mocap that Kiva data. I think Kiva has like a picture of me, like like so jumping, flying, side kicking Steve in the face. In a oh panda. no! And, and while I'm wearing terrible. the panda suit, of course. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. Hey, awesome. I, I'm actually a pretty good fighter. All right. Can we talk about the most important news of the week? Yeah, I thought that that was the most important news. So we we do have to talk very quickly about. Uh, the fact that Capcom is releasing an official Mega Man helmet uh, that they announced at San Diego Comic-Con. And, and this is something that I uh, was alerted to simultaneously by the entire internet uh, when it was announced the other day. I, well, Bree, you were the first one. You, you, you scooped everyone. I did. And then I got a message from Syracuse in the Relay Slack. And then a few minutes later, my, my mentions blew up on Twitter because everybody on the internet was sending me this link that – uh, Capcom was going to be releasing a Mega Man helmet. It's going to be $150, but it lights Whoa. up, but it's $150. Holy Lord. Yeah. So It looks good, what? though. Yeah. I don't think my kids need to eat for the month, right? I mean, that, that sh they should so. be okay. They'll understand. Yeah, they'll be fine. That's the Mega Buster charging up, isn't it? Bree, you are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you should, I think they should be selling it in a bundle with that arm cannon that we saw on ThinkGeek a few a few months ago. 
that makes then you that have noise. to wear the little. You have to get some little like blue speedos. Oh no, that's not happening. And like a blue bodysuit. You have yeah. no, Steve. If you nobody get, wants me in spandex. Happen. That has to happen. happen. It has to be right. It has to happen. It has to happen. <laughs> so I, I maybe this is like a position of privilege or whatever, but I guarantee <laughs> you, if they came out with like, um, like a like if Square came out with a a Terra like costume that I could buy. Like, I would a thousand percent buy that. Or if, like, a lightning outfit, like, and sold yeah. that for $150, yeah. like, I'd have I'd have seven of them because I'd wear it every day of the week. Yeah, so, like... I would. I'm not like, even kidding. I buy I buy shirts that are dragon scales just for fun, right. and I will exactly. search for hours on the internet to find where I can get that shirt. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, so, Steve, I mean, is $150 to get this? Like, I would spend that without even thinking if I cared about Mega Man, which I don't. But if I did, like, I, I don't know. It's... It looks really cute on, and it would be great for, like, Halloween is coming around the corner. And then oh, right. all the Comic-Cons, you would be the cute Mega Man guy. Well, you could build headphones into it and then record isometric. That's true. So this the thing is that I just have a hard time spending money on myself. That's not okay, though. Because I have, you know, so many other responsibilities, and I know where that money could be going. And so it's... It's hard for me to spend like $150 on something, you know, frivolously and not see what else I could be spending that money on. I would get really... Yeah, but that's like three video games. No, but you know what, so... though? But I, but I would know... The thing is that I would have such bad buyer's remorse from doing that that I wouldn't enjoy it. But are you mm. sure that you would? Like, yeah, if would. you're going to really enjoy it and use it and... You know, if you're not going like, to use it, put it on display and yeah, like put feel it good cute. about it every the time you look at it. Kids can use it for yeah. things too. I don't know. No, it, that's the thing though is that I know what would happen is I would ultimately end up sitting in the closet and I look at it in the closet and then I feel bad about it and I feel bad that I spent that hundred fifty dollars and know that it could have gone to like anything else. So, see, well, this is why that's I... depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I bought that panda hat. We've only worn it once, which was you, Steve, for our live isometric show. And worth any pe- every penny. Well, every yeah. Penny. But that was more so, of an experience, you know. I'm willing to wear it. I wear a lot of stupid stuff, and I make a lot of stuff and wear it. So, I mean, I don't know. I've spent, like, thousands of dollars over the course of my life on cosplays that I've worn, like, five times each. And I have some regrets about that because there have been times when I, like, could have used that money, I guess. But those experiences were so joyful that... I can't really regret them. I do get what you mean that like you wouldn't look at this and feel happy about it. But there have been things where that's the case for me. So can I say this, Steve? Like part of the reason I made a choice to be a non-parent is (laughs) I know I would have an unhealthy amount of resentment Every time I spent money on the kids and I couldn't buy a Mega Man helmet because, <laughs> like, I would be at the store buying some, I don't know, like, graphing calculator for, like, $89. And I'd be like, oh, I could totally be getting, like, pre-ordering Forza 6 with that $89. That should be my $89. <laughs> so that's why I don't have kids because I am selfish and terrible like that. Right. I just look at it like, you know, I know that I need to spend that money on other things. And, you oh. know, it's it's hard to it, – maybe it's sad, but it's just hard to – it's hard for me to spend money on myself. That's just kind of my, the way my personality is. So, I don't know. have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, so, anyway, should we go on to what we're playing? Yeah. 
Okay, and let's stop. Let's stop depressing everybody. So, so uh, Georgia, you we, you've been pretty quiet today, other than you know the penises that you've been receiving. So, what what have you been playing this week? <laughs> that's it. She's done. That's that's it, right? That's all you've been playing. All right. We're going to call oh. this game Penis Quest, Georgia. So, so I'm going to play Penis Quest with you oh right now. God. Oh, God, no. Oh, uh. Um. So I'm playing a game called Panda Pop. And yes, I really just downloaded it for Isometric because it was called Panda Pop. And it is, it is, you know what? It's actually a little bit more addicting than it should be because it's not a great game. It's not a bad game. But it's like filled with every time they like, you know, you get this spam from them to please sign up or Facebook. And you're like, you, I don't want to. But it's like a bubble bobble game where you have to there's all these baby pandas that are stuck in these bubbles and they're complaining. And uh, crying. And um, every panda game that I get is is interestingly similar. Anyway, so you have to save the panda ba- babies. Once you pop the bubbles, the babies float down to the ground, but they cry while they're in the bubble. They cry and complain the entire time, and it's it's kind of funny. the The funny part is that when you place the bubbles, it's not like you use a little dial or anything. I'm getting a picture from Brie. Right <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have an Apple Watch because oh. this would be the most distracting thing ever, and I wouldn't be oh, able to continue Lordy. the show. Oh, let me see. It's a door. It's a big door. Actually, it's something I got halfway through drawing it. I said, <laughs> I can't even draw this. It will change Georgia and I's friendship. <laughs> so then I stopped be like, it. I will have gone too far. Yep. Uh. Yep. Um, and so the babies cry when you say they fall. Who cares? No one can. There we go. I'm done. I-, I want you to play as the panda in Heroes of the Storm, Georgia. Yeah? I want you to do that. Don't fall for do it. Do it for us. Don't fall for it. You can even run it on your Mac. It runs well on the Mac. Join us. <laughs> Go to the dark side. I'm you can just, up. you know, the first, the first game is free, you know. Wait. Yeah, technically all the games are free <laughs> if you think about it. Heroes As... of the Storm. Let's. So, so Maddie, did you play anything else other than Heroes of the Storm this week? I did actually. Uh, so there was a dating game jam a month ago, like a month long game are jam. You birds? And, uh, <laughs> you're not birds oh, i'm um, not interested although had a full boyfriend is still a really really good dating sim uh so anyway uh there was this jam that a friend of mine founded and uh there were a lot of really cool dating game games that came out of it and one of them that i really liked was called amity bound and it's really really cool and so a month game jam i think is a little bit better because it actually gives people time to make a game that has different plot points and really good art and really good music um not all the games are that involved but Amitybound has really really beautiful art like watercolors and it's really funny and like all the girls that you meet are are hilarious and great and um i just really enjoyed it so if you like dating sims and um you want to support a bunch of mostly women making them then this is a cool game jam to check out and it i'll link steve the entire jam so that he has all the games but i recommend amity bound the most okay. the end yay so brie what are you playing why i've spent this week reading the bible <laughs> and war and peace and okay, I played Destiny. Um, <laughs> so so wait a minute. So wait a minute. So you're gonna you're gonna rip us for playing Heroes of the yeah, Storm? Destiny the- is a masterpiece. 
uh, whatever up there with with Final Fantasy VI. And yeah, it's a great game, and I've not wasted my life playing it. I've also been playing Final Fantasy XIV. I believe I'm up to level 28 as a conjurer, and I'm working on grinding out White Mage right now, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, I am not wasting my life at all. No, no. It, Destiny is definitely a level or six above Heroes of the Storm in terms of quality and innovation. And, well, it uh, is. And I mean, for a lot of reasons. Like, Destiny is... Okay, can I try to explain the appeal of Destiny please, why, please. why I play it? So, look, you do not play Destiny until you get past level 20. You just don't. Like, you guys think you've played Destiny, and you haven't. Like, you've played the game that kind of leads you into Destiny. And for you to really play Destiny at a real level, you have to find a real clan with people that really, really, really understand what they're doing. Um, Doing the Vault of Glass is one of the most awesome things I've ever done in a video game. Um, Doing Prison of Elders is really interesting gameplay. It's very innovative. It's team-based work to solve puzzles, to like get through the stuff and to get rare loot. And like the the guild I play with, Feminist War Cult, are some of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life of video gaming. And like the controls are great and the lighting is wonderful. It's just like it's like having a party with friends where you're trying to solve mysteries together. And it is a lot of fun. And yeah, I will completely say like on every professional level that like it is a more innovative historically noteworthy game than heroes of the storm which seems extremely derivative to me so yeah yeah but i mean i think it it gets improved also for the same reasons when you're playing with a group of people who you know yeah know what they're doing yeah i think that's that's just as true for heroes of the storm like when i i mean i haven't really been able to hook up with anybody who's playing it at the same time that I know, but I know that when I've been playing some of the quick matches with people who know what they're doing, it's been a lot more fun to be, you know, executing at a high level and working together and cooperating that way than it is when you just go into a random group and you have one, one dude bro who's yelling at everybody else because they didn't go collect the tribute fast enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. Or like drop the chalice of purity. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, it's like whatever you like, but uh, yeah, Destiny is a good game. It is a good game. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the games of Diablo three that that you know Maury and I have played with you and Frank are definitely better than you know any game of Diablo three that I've played on my own too. So yeah, but I mean, Diablo three is not a good game. I mean, no, it's it's, not. it's it's a brilliantly made upgrade system, but I mean, it's a very basic kind of game. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think any any game like that is improved if there's a group of of people who. Uh, you know, are good at it and who are pleasant to hang out with and, and play. I think that's... that's Yeah, and, like, it's possible that I didn't play Destiny long enough to get past what I saw as a brilliant upgrade system. But at the same time, like, we've said that about a lot of different kinds of games on this show, and, like, some people just aren't willing to put in 10 to 20 hours into something to see if it'll get good. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I said that about dragon age on this show and like i don't blame you guys for not wanting to play past the hinterlands because that part of the game sucks and it was a mistake for them to put it at the beginning and i consider that a flaw and like if destiny takes that long to get good i think that's also a flaw no matter how good it is after that that's a mistake 
because people need to be able to get hooked within at least five hours, yeah, I think. I would agree. And like even that is pretty generous. And I think the onboarding system in Heroes of the Storm is, is very well done and ramps you up pretty well. Yeah, like get... Heroes of the Storm, for better or for worse, has a good tutorial system and makes it really clear what you're supposed to do really early on and makes it clear what kind of game it is. And what, if you're not going to like it, you can bail. Yeah. But like the high level destiny game like if i say like you know vex mythoclast you have no idea what i'm talking about or galahorn or like there's the high level destiny game which really does require a lot of study and understanding of the systems and like vault of glass my god like you cannot go through vault of glass unless like you're spending a lot of time reading about it and that's just that's not something you can ask a player to do like after five or ten hours in a game like it's it's a real end game so i don't know um but the problem is that it's it's not a whole lot of fun at least for the two of us until you get to the end game and so if you never get to the end game then for a lot of people who aren't willing to put in that kind of time then they never see that and it's not and for those people like me that that's a failure I, I had fun getting to level 20. I did, because you, you learn the same areas. There's a real high level of the game because you're going through the same areas on these same four planets. It's just like like Georgia, if I were to draw a map of Britain right now from Ultima Online, it is seared in your memory to this day. <laughs> And in that same in that same way, like Mars, you know, the moon, Earth, all these areas, I really, really know well because I've spent so much time in them doing this stuff. So it is it is a game that really rewards you, you mastering that and mastering your class. So, you know, like I bash Destiny at the best of them, but it was just it, it it's like me bashing Super Smash before I really got into it. It is a good game. And I can't wait for the upgrade. So, Steve, have you just been playing Heroes of the Storm? Uh, I wish because (laughs) uh, the children came to me the other day and they said, we want to play the Mario game on the Wii U. I said, "Okay, great. Let's play Super Mario 3D World. No, the other one, the one that came with the Wii U. Oh, you want to play New Super Mario Brothers U? Yeah, yeah, that's what we want to play. So I figured we hadn't tried it since we got the Wii U. So we would give it another try and it start, you know, at, at first I went from, I hate this game and it's the worst game on the Wii U to, okay, maybe I didn't really give this game another shot to, I wonder if the experience would be improved by putting the disc in the microwave for 30 seconds because I, this game is terrible. It really, it really is. And I'm, I'm like, get upset playing it and it's just yeah. like well first of all you would be very proud of my daughters because the first thing they said when we're when we're starting it up is why are they p- capturing the princess again yeah. <laughs> so that was not a great start and then we, i thought you know they always argue over the gamepad and nobody can use the gamepad because the only thing you can do with the gamepad when you're playing with more than one person is tap it to make blocks on the screen so mm-hmm. of course we give that to one of the girls who's not good en- who's not you know, experienced enough. So she just starts tapping all over the place, usually when we're about to jump and then we end up going right into a hole. And so then Mm -hmm. we just basically said, you need to not do that. (laughs) So she's not doing anything. And so she's not participating. Right. And then, and, and so we get into it and the first couple levels go okay. And, um, we get in a little bit further. And first of all, we run up against time limits in one of the ghost, uh, levels, which when you're dealing with somebody who is not as good at the game, it was me and Maureen and, and my oldest 
who we're playing. So my oldest is still not great at these types of games. So we're kind of doing a lot of waiting for her to make a jump. And then all of a sudden we run out of time and we have to start all over from the beginning again. Mm. And that's one thing. But then what was worse is that uh, when you get hit, it pauses for a split second to show you what happened, which is actually, you know, helpful. Except when you're playing with multiple people and somebody's trying to do a chain of jumps at the same time that she's stumbling into a Goomba. And then I end up going right down a pit again. So we uh, – there there were tears the other night. I'm not going to – you know, I'm not going to lie. And, and she was upset too. And <laughs> um, done, I, I just – this game I, – I don't understand why they released this game with the multiplayer because it's just so – it's so brutal to try to play and it really like ruins the experience. And the game itself is not terrible though. I really don't like the power-ups very much. Like the squirrel Mario has got to be like the most boring of any of the Mario power-ups in any of the games ever. Um, But even then, can we do anything else? Like, can you go play your monster high game that you got from the consignment sale? That would be better. (laughs) So uh. I, I very coincidentally bought this game two weeks ago thinking, Hey, I'm finally back home. I'm finally back in the United States. I'm going to spend some time with my husband. Oh, let's get this game, and I'll have a fun time with him. And yeah. it was near divorce. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it is... I mean, what I appreciate about Super Mario 3D World is... Like, if we're going through a really jumpy section, like, Frank can just bubble, and I'll just be like, okay, just bubble. Don't don't come down. You're just going to die. You're going to be mad at me. Just float through the stage while I do all the hard work. But for New Super Mario, the mechanics are so bad that, like, if you're near someone, like, you'll collide with them, and you'll just die. And it's, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's... It's a much worse game than like Super Mario World 2 and the Yoshi games as well. Um, I just don't think it's very imaginative. I think they added more rigging to the to the characters and it just it, it doesn't feel magical in the same way. And the entire time I'm playing it, I'm thinking about the new Super Mario Maker game where, you know, as well as like, you know, SMB one, two, three, it also has like the new Super Mario Brothers like look to it. It's so inferior to the pixel work that I just um I I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. It's I. It's really like I mean the draw of it at the time was it well it's Mario in HD and it doesn't that doesn't hold up now that Super Mario 3D World exists and it's and you know jumping Maury and I were crashing each other constantly and it it didn't quite get divorced because we were too busy being upset with our daughter that to be upset with each other but it was yeah it, it don't <laughs> uh, anyway so that was my yelling at Nintendo for the week so I feel like it's it's officially an episode of Isometric now so cool. Uh, <laughs> Um, do, does anybody have anything for housekeeping this week or I, I wanted to, God, I, I want to say this really quickly to our listeners. So, um, this is kind of an overarching approach to the show that we are going to be changing. Look, I feel uber passionately about the women in tech issue and the way that women are represented in video games. Um, for us on the show, it's a real frustration with, um, planning it. Because every single week, some horrible thing happens with the way women are treated in the industry or the way we're represented in games or whatever. Um, And as a result of that, like, I feel like sometimes isometric is a bit repetitive. Like, we're going over, like, because no one else is going to cover it. Like, if you expect IGN to cover this stuff, no. 
um, you know, giant bomb casts, came informer, they don't care, you know? So, you know, part of the reason we started the show is to give voice to that. The problem is there's so much crap that, like, we can't make the show about it every single week. So, listeners, I want you to know that we are going to choose to cover that much more briefly in the future. Like, I might just, like, read the terrible thing that's happened and Maddie will just scream in the background and we'll move on. (laughs) But um, I want you to know, like, if we're not talking about it, it doesn't mean because it doesn't exist or we don't care about it. I promise we're pissed. But, you know, it's for the good of the show that we're kind of going to move away from that for a bit. So I just, does anyone have anything to add with that? Nope. Nah. I think no. you, that covers it pretty well. Thanks, Bree. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other thing I want to add as far as housekeeping is that uh, there's a new show on the network called Material with uh, Andy Anako and Russell Ivanovich from uh, Pocket Cast and our friend uh, Yasmin Evgen, which is all about Android and Google. And they actually made uh, – they just put up their second episode uh, yesterday and they actually did an episode on all on smart wa- Android smartwatches and if there's any topic that I'm less interested in there's than Android it's smartwatches and they made it really entertaining <laughs> so great. and they and they're doing a really good job of making it accessible to people who are you know firmly in the Apple world as well so if you are at all interested in what Google is doing I would absolutely go check them out and it's it's good to get in on the ground floor do you think that show will tell me if Google is like outside my house? Like if I listen to that and Google is spying I'll, on me, I'll, do you think I'll they'll tell me? I'll tell you right away, Bree. Yes. Okay. There. Apparently they have something with koalas and refrigerators <laughs> going on too. So it's, uh, you know, they're trying to, to horn in our, on our animal territory. I think we may have to have a conversation. We may have to Show send uh, Bree Jack Bauer over there to uh, set things straight. But Maddie, do you think you could take them in a fight? <laughs> And not go in a fight. Well, not if she doesn't have time to work out. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get back on the back in the saddle. Gotta start doing my push-ups and stuff. But then, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Especially if George is my second. Oh yeah, Which George. Do be, you I think hope. you could take Andy in a fight? <laughs> I don't think Andy does martial arts at all. I, I might be wrong. I don't know. If someone doesn't do martial arts, then then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the show rivalry begins. All yeah. right. <laughs> but I don't know. Andy could be kick butt. He looks pretty tough. So he wears a cowboy hat in real life. So yeah. I'm just making it. It could up. be like a Goldfinger hat. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, he looks tough. Uh, I don't know. So so anyway, if tough. if we haven't disappeared off the face of the earth, you can find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can send your uh, feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can rate or review the show on iTunes. Uh, we just passed over the 200 rating uh, mark this week. So thank Yay! you, everybody, who, who got out there and left a rating. And we're we're wow. back up to a full five-star rating. None of this really? four-and-a-half-star business. Shh, don't tell yeah. anyone they're going to change that. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't mean that we don't need your ratings and your reviews. So go ahead. You don't even have to write something if you don't want to, though we do love it when you do. But even just set, leaving a, a, a five-star rating helps us out a ton. And, and Why do you think they got rid of my explosion? Like my review that said isometric is an explosion in a stupid factory? And then they took that down. I don't know why that was. Because you were harassing us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got reported. It probably did. iTunes cares Someone about our safety. Someone probably did report it. <laughs> It's, you know, it's just the censorship that happens in the iTunes store. It's, you know, yeah. it's par for the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can write an angry blog post about it and, and get yourself funny, in the news. It's funny, though, that it would. Yeah, that is funny. 
Anyway, so uh, we are, as always, part of the wonderful Relay.fm network, and you can find other shows like Material, we just, which we just mentioned, and Bree's other show, Rocket, and a, wonder, a lot of wonderful shows that you should go listen to. And uh, as always, you can follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, the show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good, and Bree, where can people find you? Uh, reading bad reviews about me on the iTunes store and on the Twitter account known as Space Cat Cal. Also, hanging out with Jack Power. Oh, well, you know, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maddie, where can people find you? Um, You can find me at Samus Clone. You know, talking about Barbies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Georgia? Uh, at Georgia underscore Dow. Uh, so thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring us this week. Hasta la vista, baby. Worse every is. week. It's, it's not working. It's getting better it's for not. me because I don't remember that that's what it is, and then I laugh really <laughs> hard. That it's you're always saying a little it. bit shocking. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's it's. I'm not an action hero. I'm sorry. Well, not with that attitude. Yeah, well, you know, I know I never will be if I keep if I keep saying things like that. I know. I know you gotta uh, you gotta keep your chin up. I do do my own stunts. <laughs>